0: Today's episode is brought to you by Credit Karma. Text Bad Christian to 89800 to download the free app so you can see what may be the most important number in your life. That's your credit score. So text Bad Christian to 89800 to download the free app now. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. What's up, you wild and crazy nut jobs? This is Matt, and I'm back. I'm home. I took a flight home from tour today, and I'm back at my wife's house. So the episode that you're about to hear is one we captured about 48 hours ago, very end of tour, sat down with Aaron Lunsford, the drummer from As Cities Burn, on his tour bus in their back lounge. So, Toby and I sat down and talked to him about what's going on with his book and some drama that's gone on on the tour that we've been on. Very interesting stuff. So, that's what this episode is. We'll be back in our regular flow. The rest of uh, starting this week, we're doing more interviews with cool people. Joey, back to normal, off vacation. Everything's everything's back to normal as of, as of now. Hope you enjoyed the episode last week. Anybody who's new... Thank you for joining the Bad Christian Podcast. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for telling a friend. Uh, if you want to support us, you can go to badchristian.com forward slash contribute. You can join the BC Club. There's all kind of good stuff there. Let me tell you about a couple other really good things you need to know about. And that's the Free Sex Podcast. We're working with them. They've been kicking ass. So go to badchristian.com forward slash podcast. Go look at our podcast. Find the Free Sex Podcast. See what Candace and Katie are up to. It's great stuff Thank you for everybody That subscribed to that Thank you for checking out The Break It Down podcast That's my other podcast I have Cody From As Cities Burn On this week I'll publish that In a day or two It's gonna be great So yeah As Cities Burn Cody, Aaron Some of our best friends ever AaronLunsford.com Go pre-order his book That's what we're gonna Talk about today Aaron has managed us He's tour managed us He's one of our best friends So here's me and Toby Hanging out with Aaron On the bus
1: We're rolling right now well, we're already talking about good stuff. I know. So,
2: okay, here's my question, Aaron. How long, from start to finish, did it take you to write this book? I know you had the idea, for maybe maybe for years. I don't know. No, mm-hmm. But how
1: long? I think about a month and a half for the first draft. About. A month and a half? All the chapters? Please sit down and don't be uncomfortable.
0: Sorry. You're on the podcast. It's me and Toby. By the way, <laughs> welcome to the Bad Christian podcast. Back of the tour bus, back lounge edition. We got we're
2: Aaron Dunsford edition.
0: Aaron Lunsford, <laughs> author. You know people can't drummer. see you when
2: you look away and discuss. People <laughs> cannot hear that. Can you make at least make it like uh, a <laughs> Toby? Joey does that all the time. He, he looks away or does something. I'm like, that. no one can hear that. You gotta right, to so
0: communicate th- it. This episode, we're just gonna hang out and talk like we 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 do on the back of. Like a back lounge hangout on the tour bus. That's what you're going to mm. get today. So I I'm implore you to be relaxed. I know you got to hold a microphone, but don't let it well, get to you. Well, it's
2: unbelievable, too, because we're in the back lounge of a super nice bus, and we haven't been on in the back lounge of a super nice bus in how many years? Many. Over five. Yeah, six years. Yeah. Bec- we used because to have buses why? like this, and now our friends. Because money. And now all of our yeah, friends. Because money? Retour. <laughs> you know what that's like to be in a band, and all your friends that you tour with retour? Again, they've been all forever. Haven't done anything, taken a break, and now they retour. Mm-hmm. We're still here, yeah. plugging cool. along in our bus with no back lounge. It's just a the, the most disgusting toilet on earth.
1: So how do you feel to be beneath me now? <laughs> it's actually pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of hate being at the top, to be honest with you. Getting to
2: uh, like be main support for you guys is probably been one of the greatest tours of our life. You know us. I mean, we like playing a. A full hour, ten, whatever, something like that. It's really hard. It's awful. It really is hard. I hate doing y'all it are now. Playing
0: Seventeen. I'm
2: so. We play seventeen. That's songs. dreadful. It's
1: awful. Yeah. Seventeen.
2: It's ah. Who can listen to that? Who's
0: excited at number
2: well, seven? You don't
1: for ten more songs because you has not been around in however many yeah. years. And anyway, yeah,
0: I'm glad y'all are doing a bunch of songs. And to get back to the question, there, Lunsford sent me chapter one of this book. Like, just want, you sent me chapter one and two, like, right after he wrote it. And that's all he had written. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> you
2: told me. You said, man, it's yeah. really good.
0: And I would stay up. What I, I loved about it, I got, it was, like, really fun for me because he would send me one every two or three, a chapter every two or three nights, every wow. other night for a while. And he would send to me, I'd check my email after Bridget would fall asleep. So I'd lay in my bed and put on, and, like, you know, open up my phone, put it on all the way dim, and then hope she wouldn't fuss at me for being on my phone in bed because that's kind of a no-no. Just mm. Being on your phone to bed, so I would read a chapter every night before I'd go to sleep. I just thought it was super fun. I was I always look forward to doing it or whatever. Well, that's
1: good. Yeah, I, rem- when I first started working on it, it was like I was knocking out like a chapter a day. Yeah, definitely. And I thought, oh, this is gonna be done in two weeks, and then it got kind of like it got harder. I guess. But I mean, did you, you have know? an
2: outline, or just like I'm just writing? I did make an outline.
1: No, I had an outline of like 15 chapters or yeah. whatever, and just. Tried to look at one, but I wrote it out of order too. I would write a few like oh, of, the, I see. of the in between. There's like chapters that are of the storyline, and then there's the middle ones that are kind of just yeah. bullshitting yeah. about whatever. So I wrote a bunch of those before I even finished the story because yeah. the story was hard to finish.
2: Now the thing I want to know is, have you showed your family and do they care? Like your mm. parents,
1: sisters. My parents found out that I had written a book. Through you didn't my tell sit- them, no. And they're not gonna read it. We already talked about it. Cause the language or what? Just everything. Yeah, it's just. There's no point. There's no point in them reading it. And- but
2: are they are they proud of you like that? Like I know they might be proud of you, but I mean, like, could they read it and go, "Man, what a masterpiece!" Or my son, wow, he did. No, he a book. I think they'd be How- sad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the book is pretty sad. I mean, yeah, like I think almost all the humor and the interesting parts of the is is oh we all, I've been I did everything I only made eighty dollars or, yeah. or somebody uh, I won't spoil it but somebody there's just a, there's death in the book yeah or,
1: or, it's or not or like, there's like
0: failure in the band in the book and there's I mean it'd you know, make my mom really sad
1: and then my dad would be like yeah I, I, it just wouldn't be good you know. There's it's not the it's not the type of stuff you talk to your parents about or not me anyway. Yeah. so my sisters are gonna read it, which I don't really like. Well, but, that, but that's what jumped out. That's what jumps
0: out to me about anything artistically is when anybody's gonna do something that I just I mean I can't stand it, especially from cur- culture and church culture. How careful stuff is. I can't stand it when people are over-guarded. And the tone of your book from just a little bit, I'm, I'm not fluffing the book. I'm like, ah, oh, it sounds like I'm getting to hear Lunsford talk or mm-hmm. what people talk like or what they feel like or think. So, yes, there's tons of dark stuff, and there's tons of stuff that you say just straight away, but to, it's so hard for people to do that. Yeah. It's because they think, well, but what if? It's this really safety mentality where people, and I wish everybody out there would think about this, just don't, you just... Be less safe. I, I mean, that's the message I wish people would have. Not, maybe not with uh, uh, the speed you go in your car. Maybe not with what you, daredevil stuff, but is, in your language and who you talk to and what you reveal, I think everybody should be less safe. I really, mm-hmm. really believe that. And like, especially when it gets into talking about relationships or, anything like even on this podcast i find it hard to talk about my parents toby finds it hard to talk about his parents and we try to do everything we can yeah. to expose stuff and say stuff it's hard yeah and so anytime somebody does that it's just immediately like ah everybody i can identify with immediately but it takes a brave it's a brave a well brave that's thing the unique do. thing
2: too about like podcasting and stuff like i'm talking to my two buddies here right that i would tell you anything not on mic but when it's on mic and there's a chance my dad or mom hear what i'm saying at some point Some miraculous event, they don't listen to the podcast or even know what podcasting is, it would be that way. But that raises an interesting question Did you set, did you have to force yourself to be that honest, or was it just kind of flow naturally? No, I
1: think I've already been perpetuating that personality like on Twitter or Ad Cities Burn Facebook or whatever, just kind of letting it all fly. And then I think after everything that happened personally in my life over like the last. 10 years or whatever, it just kind of just started not to care All right, well, about given, what people think, given I the guess. Fact so. that you, say
0: that, you just a bunch of people just heard you say that, so yeah. you're just gonna have to go there right, well, right like, away. Well, like, you well, know, what are the, what things happened in 10 years that you're talking about now? You can't reference them like yeah, 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 yeah.
1: The, the prequel we just had. There. Well, the biggest thing, like the marriage to the first wife. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm not
2: laughing at you man
3: <laughs> i'm just
2: kidding okay the, so you the had, first i had yeah.
1: another marriage and it was a disaster uh-huh. and kind of left me just really pathetic at the end of it yeah and so i think right around then 2000 2009 that's when that when that ended uh-huh. when i kind of started noticing myself just saying things really bluntly even if they're really sad you know Yeah. Like, just about that relationship or whatever. Well, after all that, like, I was so embarrassed while we were together and hit everything, like, that was bad. Yeah. I didn't want anybody to know. Right. So, after that was all out in the open, I was like, well, I'm just a total fucking loser. My wife left me. I have nothing going for me. Might as well just be shitty. (laughs) Say whatever. (laughs) Right. Just say shit. I don't know. Because it
2: didn't work before when you hit it. So why not? No, let it yeah, out yeah exactly.
1: So and with Cassie, my awesome wife now. Yeah. Anytime she like gets on me about something like like the cursing in the book or something, I can always go back to I'm exactly the same now as the day we met. Yeah, like I yep. was a big fucking asshole the day that you met me, and you married. And that—that's what—that's she, that's right. You weren't pretending. With I've that never pretended with. Cassie and as much as I don't all. like, for the that's record, cool. as
0: much as I don't like people saying how awesome their wife is, like that rhetoric or language, I'm going to give you a break because your wife is awesome, and because it's your second marriage. So yeah, if you're on your second marriage, it gives you a little different. Well, no, yeah, but Cassie <laughs> is a, like, awesome. Like objectively, yeah. it's a lot better. No, it's like so
1: much. <laughs> maybe if I hadn't been married before, who knows what right. I might think of my wife right. now? But exactly it's just so much better but also i can be it's almost like i'm shittier in this marriage in a way you know right yeah but not like in a just in an honest way like the first one i was trying to live up to something that i thought i had to be right for that person yeah which doesn't work so now with cassie i'm kind of just being myself and so that, there's probably times where cassie's like man i wish you would fake it It'd be way better you fight, <laughs> yeah. being a little nicer. Yeah, yeah. could you be nicer? Yeah.
2: or clean the dishes or something like that.
1: I do all the dishes pretty much, actually. So That's I'm tight. I'm the kitchen man. I do the kitchen stuff, but so is that everyone,
2: ever weird with you and Cassie talking about your old marriage, or is that is it is that something y'all uh-huh. stay away from? We
1: pretty no, we don't steer away from it, but we've pretty much hashed pretty much all that out. I think there's well, is certain that, details is that, that she
2: wanted to know about.
1: Yeah, she would ask about it over time. Like there's certain details I wouldn't like. Not, there's just some stuff you just don't remember unless somebody asks you something or whatever, Yeah, whether it be like sexual or something. So I didn't like immediately just come out and start, yeah, Yeah. this is what this was like or whatever. But over time, I think pretty much everything has come to light in regards to that. So
2: that's, that's a weird thing. Like I'll even say, I'll just be transparent here. My friends just want to be honest and see if you guys can track with me. Um, Jess and I, Jess had sex before our marriage. And I did, basically, according to Matt's standards, definitely had sex. Leave
0: out I the word "basically." <laughs> I
2: had sex for marriage. Okay. So I did a ton, everything possible besides vaginal penetration, mm-hmm. which even came extremely close to that, and even
1: pretty much did,
2: dipped in there. But <laughs> I'm just being honest. That, that sounds <laughs> vulgar, but just anyway, I'm not trying to be vulgar. But Jess and I talked loosely about it, and I didn't really. I, she told me she had sex for marriage, and I didn't need to know that many details. Yeah, I don't need to have that in my mind because I'm the type of person that's like, okay, yeah. I love you, all it's totally fine. Uh, you know, I, I I don't not hold that against you. Don't ever think about it, all that stuff. But if there was a detail. Or something, you know, they went on this awesome vacation together. Yeah, you know, yeah I just can't no. do that. I can't go there. So I think that's okay. Yeah, you know, that is interesting though. But you were actually married, so I didn't well, know fortunately if Cassie for Cassie, know
1: me and the first wife never had an awesome vacation. <laughs> 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 we, or married. We didn't have a. We didn't even have a good honeymoon. Did like, you? you the honeymoon like, was a disaster. So. Really? Yeah. There's not even like it, it's not even like a thing where with Cassie I can't bring up the time I Why went to was our honeymoon. Th- so bad. Oh, Man, it was bad. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. she tried to. I, I don't know. She wanted to divorce me like the second day of the honeymoon or the first. You're day. kidding. She was saying how she wanted to get her a or whatever. Wait,
2: wait. You're where were you at? Where was Argentina?
1: Argentina. You were. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all right. So that's what I'm saying. Like I can tell Cassie. Like I'll be like, uh, and we went to we later. Like after we've been married for like a year or a year and a half we took like a trip to europe or something or maybe it wasn't even a year we took a trip to europe and i tell cassie stories all the time about from argentina and europe how bad it was no like about something cool i saw oh yeah yeah. Yeah. but because there's no happy correlation to go back to that relationship it's not like oh yeah that awesome time i was in europe with her you know yeah so cassie never gets like oh yeah you went to uh europe with your ex-wife that's so awesome (laughs) because well, <laughs> it was all just so awful <laughs> except for like the eating and the sightseeing the or whatever. The second day
2: of your honeymoon you literally thought it's over? Like she was implying
1: that? Yeah. Yeah.
2: That had to be just You had, you the, had to you have must have like,
0: had a feeling like uh oh. Like maybe yeah. I did wrong.
2: <laughs> Wait a minute. Did I do the right thing here? Is
1: that
0: I mean what was she saying? <laughs> have you me? seen I, that, it's that heart Ben go- Stiller movie where the heartbreak
1: kid was it like that? Um, A little bit except like what not you, funny. <laughs> you're, in, you're in Argentina. You've never been there before. You're on your
2: honeymoon. You just got married. Probably had a really nice wedding. All your friends are there. Yeah, the wedding was next. like
1: awesome, and you know
2: what? So I mean, she was. There were some things going on with her.
1: Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. So I
2: mean, like stuff that didn't involve you. That that's yeah. But you probably couldn't understand that because you're like, this is my wife. I just dedicated my life to her and all this stuff. How is it not me? Right? Was it hard to separate you from that?
1: Well, there's a lot of resentment from. Man, this is. A, I mean, it's a long story, Ooh. the whole thing, because it goes all back to Tim, the best friend who yeah. now, killed himself. Tim's in the which book. He's in for, the book. But
0: this, this actually, for as far as the book goes, this isn't even in the book. It's not in the yeah.
1: book. I, I reference it in the yeah. book, and I say I might be able to write about it later right. or something. But right. that's
0: something that we discussed during the book. Was well, if you get into that, I mean, that's how can you even tackle
1: it? So it's almost as if. We need to deal with this in a whole other book, right? It, well, I thought about it. Yeah. Well, I was like, I left it open to where I could write about the kind of the second half or the second part of Ad Cities Burns' career, and all that would
0: kind of so, just
1: have to go in there. So, so
0: aside from the anomalies of your current amazing wife and your two really good friends, Matt and Toby, are you just a magnet for terrible relationships and failure? Uh, uh, I mean everybody like <laughs> your your band's had trouble that's what this book is everything I'm just saying well, what do you do? You describe it though I'm making a joke but do you no, describe yeah. it as like you're magnetic are you a to, glutton for
2: punishment yeah what yeah.
1: is it uh, well so that my ex-wife's uh, mom used to say that I had a dark cloud just following me <laughs> <laughs> like a rain cloud like in a cartoon you know <laughs> she
2: told you that to your face
1: yeah yeah so <laughs> before you married? Yeah, like, you know, what did you we,
2: say to that? Yeah, no, it's not that bad. Yeah. Nobody's-
1: I don't know. It it just always seemed like stupid dumb things were happening to me or whatever, like. But yeah, relationships. Yeah, I've had two <laughs> had two best friends commit suicide. Two? <laughs> yeah. When I was 16, my neighbor, like my neighborhood best friend, yeah. he killed himself when he was 16. Wow, I didn't even so, know that. Yeah. I mean, that was a long time ago, so I'm like over it, but.
2: I've never
0: heard that before. <laughs> and, then, and then you had another best friend, close friend Tim, yeah, that you yeah. talk about in the book. That, yeah,
1: which that one is like harder, I guess. But even then, that was 10 years ago. So. Yeah. Um, so definitely. And, yeah, bad. And, also,
0: rel- and you also, in your first marriage, and you also wouldn't describe as cities burn in general terms as healthy. the model
2: of functionality. No, healthy. no, no, not right. at all. No. Just killing it, (laughs) just
1: stable, steady. Yeah, (laughs) it's kind of a mess. Career. (laughs) Use the word career. I don't know if uh, it's me or oh, it has to be me in some. No, I don't think it's you.
2: I mean that that's a. I mean you cannot. I I mean, you could also look at it this way. Here's what I would say: We've known you for a while, and we all said this other night. We were sitting on our bus and just like, if we were. Like being around somebody, Aaron Lunsford is the guy that is just so comfortable and nice to be around. Like you, you don't bullshit. You're okay with being self-deprecating or taking a. <laughs> taking you know a, what Dave
0: said? He goes. He said, "I love it when if Toby makes fun of Lunsford, and you won't be able to see this, to listen to this, but Lunsford usually just goes." Meh. Whatever. Like he doesn't get defensive or anything. He just right. make fun of him. He just right. goes shrugs his shoulders and goes, "Okay." But, I mean, you don't really care,
2: and you're <laughs> o- you, you're okay with yourself. And so, I would have to say, some of those people who are going through some shitty times are really drawn to you. Yeah, maybe. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they're drawn with, to the comfortableness of that. Like even your friend Tim. I mean, he can come to you and he does not have to put on airs or feel yeah. uncomfortable at all. Like he can be fully fucking shitty. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. Like that. That that's not a Bad thing about Luntz,er that's actually like a huge quality, and maybe that's that black cloud your dumbass mother in law, old mother in law was talking about, is that people are drawn to you and are around you. Mother in law, that's yeah. pretty
0: low on the totem pole.
2: Yeah, screw her. I mean, mother in laws are classically looked at. <laughs> She's still at I, alive, and I, I don't I, want to talk shit about her. She's, I,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I haven't
1: talked to them in a while. Well, I
0: really give a lot of props and respect <laughs> to the way that you've engaged with what I would say is the uh, the audience that that even Bad Christian has or as Cities Burn because you've intentionally made it a point to speak the way you speak in your book, in your social media, in the as Cities Burn stuff you've done, um and for no lack of uh for no lack of pushback or, or, or anything like that. And uh I just to me I really respect that. Like you've been able to cool. to do what people don't typically do and I, I promise you I still struggle and feel like Toby isn't and I'm not even being totally the way What I really think I still don't think I'm capturing that y'all, Digitally I no, really, don't. y'all
1: don't I mean you don't I don't know if you can I mean I don't know If I am right now do Like you, earlier I wanted to say Titty fuck And I didn't <laughs> So I mean do you think But I just the, did now So yeah. I guess like I'm back on track <laughs> But Well I feel like So with the book It was like Well here's my chance To just say Whatever I want Cause when you're The drummer in the band Like it's not Um you don't have a voice right. that much, which is fine. I don't want to be like at the front of the stage, really. But with the book, you can just say whatever you want. And I just thought, well, I don't really know any other way to do it than to just kind of go for it and yeah. just Maybe. be the way I am. You know,
2: how did the guys in the band <laughs> respond to that?
1: I don't know. I was a little nervous about it. I also, I did I wouldn't. I barely address anything personal about right. anybody in the band intentionally. Intentionally, because yeah. I just don't feel like there was. Uh, there's no point in that, except for the bass player that we kicked out, Pascal. Yeah. I talk about shit between me and him, but I didn't want to like, cause we're all still friends and uh, there's no point in like hashing up like all of personal bullshit that is definitely there. Right. You know, but, um, so I tried to just make it about me and my perspective and make myself look bad. Yeah. It's probably a little not, easier when you're typing
0: people. on a laptop by yourself to say, I'm just going to say whatever now. I can, because mm. you always have the idea of I can take it out later. Yeah. Right? So you yeah. can write it and send it to me and we just then talk about it. Yeah. So, like, when you're editing, you want, you took, tell, how did you edit out the F word? How did that work out? I,
1: oh, I didn't edit, I wasn't going to take any cursing out until the very last day before I sent it yep. out to print. And so I just did a search and replace for all the fuckings. Uh huh. And there was like, 75 fuckings <laughs> throughout the book and I was like and I started reading how I was using them and I was like well now I'm doing it the way like you might talk when you're drunk right like uh, fucking this and fucking right. and then I went down to yeah. the fucking you know whatever and I was like that's not good writing Right, I like it was losing its punch. So you're or with whatever. the people that say that's a lack of vocabulary to yeah, use the cuss words for sure. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Seinfeld talks about it, but I was doing it so much at first because I'm like, well, I'm not a writer or I'm not a good writer. I don't know what I'm doing. First time I've ever written anything like this, so I'm just gonna let them fly and see what works, you know. Yeah. And worst case scenario, I'll just be the vulgar guy and maybe that'll shock yeah. people or something. But then after I actually finish the book, and I guess maybe it's Good yeah. or something. It's definitely
0: better with less than you had there. I love that word. I think it's very effective mm-hmm. and useful. and I love seeing it even in writing. But um, at some point, it begins to. St- like, you well, can break. Did you have it up, a staple of what word thing. you
2: replaced it with?
1: Like, uh, freaking? Most, breaking, no, freaking? No, no. So, mo- the funny thing about that, most of the time, you could just delete it <laughs> and not put any <laughs> of it. That's what I'm saying. It's like. Like you were saying, so I went to the fucking store and I was like fucking, you know, just fucking hanging and like, I mean, it was like that. It was like totally pointless. So I was able to just delete the word. So the thing is, it sounds like
2: you hope that the band and your family don't read this book. Like you'd
0: rather it. Cassie likes it. Cassie thinks it's great. What
2: did she she say about like the fuckings? Like you kind of mentioned that earlier. Yeah.
1: She doesn't like that I curse so much. Like She she doesn't cuss really yeah she does now after because being with me, me yeah. You, yeah. yeah but not like openly as much like she right. wouldn't like write something and curse
2: so she read the chapters and was like hey you really said a lot of bad words here. well pretty
1: much every i would let her read every chapter i'd be like hey read this i want to know what you think and uh pretty much every time, I'm like well the cursing you know <laughs> she'd always start like not a fan of the cursing <laughs> But it's the a little, book is a called
0: Backstage. Much. You just have to do what you really do. That's that's what I'm that's, so attracted yeah, to. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's what I had to do. So, and I was like, well, if I, I don't know about career or what, or I'd like to keep doing more, you know? But I was like, I don't think, I'm not going to go to like writing school and figure out how to sure, be like right. a writer or anything. I was like, so maybe if I can just figure out how to um, maybe embellish my personality a little bit in a book or, on paper, you know, on, on the internet, maybe it can be entertaining and people like it and latch onto it. So,
0: um, why don't you have any concern about Christianity or church and that kind of stuff? What's your attitude towards that stuff? As far as
1: like the way well, I, mean, you I are write a Christian yeah,
0: and
2: people that you go to church with probably would think your book's pretty harsh.
1: Don't really go to church. So no problem there. <laughs> Alright, let's do
0: that then. You don't go to church.
1: Haven't been. Yeah. How much? Come? Uh they have been really rough on gays. Awful. Yeah, the gays. Um what else? No, but this is good because I mean <laughs> no, I, know I, the,
0: are, uh, I know a ton of people that
1: that I know a ton of people don't go to church sounds that, awful. that
0: are my Christian brothers that I know. And, it so, sounds but what's awful. the deal?
1: Sunday comes around and I just like, man, I just don't want to go to church. That just sounds awful right now. It sounds like you're wasting to have your to, life. Yeah. 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 No, that's awful. But can you put
2: I, that into words? Why?
1: Okay. So I've tried to explain it to Cassie. And, and she would prefer to go? No, she wants to go. And I don't not want to go. But to me, going to church is still a little bit of growing up in a Baptist church, and you have to go to church. Yeah. Your parents make you go to church. And it wasn't that fun, right. really. And didn't really like to do it and felt like it, whatever. So now I still feel a little like I. <laughs> On Easter, I didn't want to go to church because I was like, "That's when everybody goes to church. Right. It's gonna be so crowded, and you gotta wear a stupid pink shirt, and you gotta get up earlier because your mom wants to take pictures." So, like, Easter growing up for me in a Christian home was like a bad experience. Yeah, like not fun. And then you got to go to a crowded restaurant afterwards and wait a long time to eat. So, I don't not like. Church though, I've enjoyed it recently. I think as a cop out, no, no, you can say it. you don't Not, like it or don't I think want you to go. Don't like it. I don't. Yeah, probably don't like it. Not but, planning but, on going. Uh, no, plan- planning
0: on going later when your kids get sick. anxiety yeah. is it that you're bored.
2: What is like if you had to just say in a simple statement like, what is it that like you don't want to take your fam like your family, your yeah. parents thought I need to do this for our kids and for mm. us, and now you're there with kids and a wife, and you go, I don't need to? Or the only reason we do it is because tradition, like it's not, when you say it's it's not fun, there's things that aren't fun that are good for you. No, yeah, yeah. So
1: I I guess saying not fun is wrong because it's not, church isn't like, oh, is it fun? Then I should go. But, uh, I mean, it's laziness a lot, just not wanting to do it. Do you like sitting there like to a
2: sermon? Do you like the music they play? I don't like what the mean? music. Yeah,
1: the music part is for sure the worst part of the whole thing. I think. Yeah, but the sermon. Uh, yeah, I like the sermon, but <sighs> this is a really tough thing to talk about because I don't know how to communicate how awful I am. Because <laughs> I, I see where you're going. You're like. You have a wife and kids, and you're a Christian. And you need to lead them and take them to church. And I totally agree. But
2: I don't know if I'm there. I actually think I understand. I where think you're Toby's from, trying to get saying. you to say
1: it's dumb. I, I'm just I don't
2: trying to figure go. out why people I don't like it. Here's or the something. thing: you are becoming the norm.
1: Right. Okay. you know what I mean? Like I don't you represent
2: I don't, so I'm almost everybody. Yeah. So yeah.
1: I'm in this like I'm a little bit not defensive, like, but I'm trying to like, oh, I need to explain myself right. and figure out a good reason for why I don't go to want to go to church, but I just don't want to. Right. And. I, I don't know if that's the church's fault or my fault or whatever, but. But from your point of view, I'm not
0: trying to lead you, but from your point of view, if you're speaking more freely, you just say, I think it's dumb. I don't get anything out of it. I don't like it.
1: Yeah, I I guess you could say that. I've heard you say stuff like that. I'm not trying to lead you into something. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, I I, will go to church. The the one we were going to is kind of a mega church. And, like, just found myself making. At first, I was like, okay, I'm going to get into this and, like, I hated mega churches before, but maybe there's something to be said about the church just trying to do things at a really high level and do it, do good the things, great do child music, care, great childcare, yeah, exactly. Like it was like this family thing, right? And then just the more I just look around, I'm like, this is so fucking stupid. Like this right. just looks ridiculous. Yeah. So, so I don't know if there's another type of church that I would be more okay with or drawn to. Probably another type of church, like a smaller one, I'd be expected to do more. Right. And then it'd be I'd, more uncomfortable, too. It'd be way more church. uncomfortable. Yeah.
2: Brother Aaron, will you stand up? And, yeah. And yeah. And just lead us, and, yeah, lead us in prayer. Lead <laughs> us in
1: prayer. Praying out loud is not something I ever want to do ever the rest of my life.
2: I think that's probably a lot of people. Most people don't want to. And that's why it's easy. That's how churches get bigger and bigger because there's yeah. a guy that can kill it. My stance is, I prayer. don't,
0: most people, I don't want them to because they get really bored when the person that isn't good at it or doesn't yeah. know how to do it says they're going, they just go and they go and they're making stuff up. And there's like, I know that's terrible, but I, I can't stand it when somebody has no business and nothing to say. is going to stammer around while we all got our eyes closed for yeah. another four minutes. Yeah. Like, skip to the next guy, please. Yeah. If you don't have anything to say is what i feel like but I, I
2: prayer sometimes is tough like somebody just taught praying and they're just like talking and they're saying things the, the, the weird thing about prayer is if you if you really listen people are talking to you mm-hmm. yeah. not god yeah yeah that, and i'm just like why am i i mean i get it i i know we need to pray and all this stuff but i mean that person is talking to me
1: yeah, yeah, sometimes it feels like people are just saying bullshit just to like either, <laughs> yeah. either like make themselves seem like, oh, no. I know how to pray or I know the right things to pray yeah. about or
2: well, it's like, it's almost like public speaking. Yeah, it's it's th- there's
1: never a time when I'm more acutely aware of
0: how powerful and amazing the information on my phone is than when I'm praying. Oh yeah, and thinking, I wish I could just. Get my phone out And be on it right now This phone is amazing You know what I mean That's when I'm very aware Of how awesome my phone is When I'm looking at my feet Waiting to pray (laughs)
2: Wait until it's over Well let's move back to this How So you've been on tour It's going to be ending here This Sunday How's it been? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, let's get to that. That's good. I, that's, I like that one. Let's take a break here real quick, and okay. then we're going to come back, and then we're going to hear some of Aaron's book. He's going to read it. Okay. So we're going to come back and listen to a chapter of Aaron's book. Then we'll and, talk about this And then, then we'll talk about what's been going on this tour. Sound good? All right. All, All right. right. We'll be right back. <laughs> Folks, what's the most important number in your life? It's not your age. It's not your IQ. It has a huge impact on your finances what you might pay for credit card interest, home, auto loans, and student debt. It's your credit score, and it's crucial you know what your credit score is and how it works. But here's the problem. A lot of people get stuck paying for the credit score, but there's no need to do that. With Credit Karma, you can see your credit score right now absolutely free. You just text "Bad Christian" to 89800 to download the free Credit Karma app and get started. So I did this the other day. I did it a couple of weeks ago. So what I like about Credit Karma is they didn't just show me my credit score and send me away. They actually broke down uh, what's going on there and how my actions affect the score. Like, for instance, if I use too much of my credit limit, my score could go down. So there's tons of useful information on their site. I went down a rabbit hole reading all their articles. I I had no idea that closing old credit cards could hurt your credit, for instance. I also recently found out that 25% of people in the U.S. have errors on their credit reports. Now that I have Credit Karma, I can check my reports whenever I want to to make sure everything is on the up and up. So your financial life's important, folks. I know you know that. And this is just one tool that you can use. So seriously, don't pay for your credit score. With Credit Karma, you can see your credit score right now for free. Just text BADCHRISTIAN to 89800 and download the Credit Karma app and get started. Today's music sponsor is a new band from Victory Records called Conveyor. They have a new album coming out September 4th called When Given Time to Grow. So let's check out a track from that album. This song is called Haven.
3: This is my from the world I've got to Close all that the my but the vision.
0: Alright, that was Haven by Conveyor So be sure to check out their tour dates At facebook.com forward slash Conveyor They'll be on tour this fall Supporting their new record When Given Time to Grow Which is out on Victory Records On September 4th You can pre-order that record today At victorymerch.com Forward slash store Forward slash Conveyor Again, that was Haven by Conveyor Check it out today Okay, and we're back. So what we're going to have right now is Aaron Lunsford is going to narrate a, one of a chapter from his book. It's chapter 10. What's the name of the chapter?
1: Fan Festivus.
0: This is Fan Festivus. And so what do you do? You talk about how the Just fans are talk, terrible? Talk, or talk or shit about fans. Talk shit about yeah, fans. Very pretty right. much. All right, let's cut to this. Here we go. Fan Festivus, chapter 10 of Backstage, How I Almost Got Rich Playing Drums in a Christian Hardcore Band by Aaron Lunsford.
1: Check, check, check. Alrighty. Chapter ten. Fan Festivus. I've been dreading writing this chapter. Every time I bring it up to my wife or mention a thought regarding the content of what you were about to read, she rolls her eyes and says, Oh dear, tread lightly. Not like Walter White says to Hank in that garage. More loving and sweet. But she, more than anyone, has heard the extent and offensiveness of my ranting about fans. I truly do love the fans that supported As Cities Burn. I really mean that. I am thankful for every t-shirt they bought, every ticket they purchased to one of our shows, every kind word we have received in person or through the old World Wide Web. I'm trying to get my word count up, so I used World Wide Web instead of just internet. I genuinely appreciate that connection between band and fan. Obviously, a band is nothing without fans. The fans make it possible to create art and maybe pay some bills along the way. I love them. Hell, I love the fans so much I married one. As Cities Burn was one of my wife's favorite bands before we ever met. And since I thought she was damn hot and like the best person I'd ever met, I made sure to lock that down ASAP. The trade-off for her, since I am kind of an asshole and not as good-looking as her, is that she gets to have sex with the drummer from one of her favorite bands. Good deal, don't you think? It's not an even trade, but it's something. So, while my love for fans of the band runs deep, I must quote Frank Costanzas to get get the ball rolling into shit-talking. I've got a lot of problems with you people. We can start light here. Let's ease into the fan-hating. What's the deal with nobody recognizing me? Here's an example. Outside of Chain Reaction in Anaheim, Ad Cities Burn had just finished playing for a sold-out crowd. I don't remember who we were opening for, but that doesn't matter. Point is, it was a crazy awesome show with a shitload of crazy awesome fans. I was outside in the parking lot packing up my drums, standing right next to Cody packing up his guitar. We were both soaking wet with sweat from the show. It was quite obvious that we both had just gotten off stage. A group of kids walked up and start talking to Cody about the show, telling him how awesome it was and all that. I faced for- towards them while packing up my drums to be courteous and listen to them gush about how much they loved At City's Burn. To be clear, there was no mistaking that I was the drummer for At City's Burn. I was packing up my drums right next to Cody, who was right next to my massive purple road case, which had As Cities Burn spray-painted on all sides. They proceeded to ask Cody to autograph the t-shirts they had purchased. Cody obliged them and continued to engage in small talk about the show. I stood there waiting, figuring they would want me to sign next. After all, I was the drummer of the band that they loved so much. I stood, waiting, waiting waiting they said thanks cody and looked at me as they walked away i hate signing autographs anyways what a stupid thing to do mess up a perfectly good t-shirt with a sharpie it's not like cody is keith fucking hernandez asshole fans obviously totally over this and not in any way bitter that they either didn't recognize me even though i was standing next to my as cities burn drum case packing up drums next to the singer for as cities burn I'll probably forget about this occurrence from 10 years ago tomorrow. Speaking of not getting recognized, a couple years ago, I was at an ice cream shop on Lower Broadway in Nashville with my wife. As per usual, I was wearing a t-shirt of a band I was in. As stated before in this book, once you hit 30, it just doesn't matter. Wear your own band's t-shirt till the day you die, I say. This wasn't an Ad Cities Burn shirt, though. It was Hawkboy. Hawkboy is a band Cody and I started in 2011. We put out a couple EPs, did a few tours around the country. Good times. It was just him and me, two people, meaning I was 50% of the band. If ever my chances of being recognized by a fan were good, this was it. I was one half of the whole band. So there I am in the ice cream shop, wearing the Hawkboy shirt. I get up to the counter, and the guy working says to me, Aw, oh, dude, Hawkboy. That's a badass shirt, man. They're one of my favorite bands. So, what kind of ice cream do you want? Hawkboy is one of his favorite bands, and yet the drummer and exactly one half of the band is standing right in front of his face about to order ice cream, and he doesn't have a clue. As one would imagine, my wife laughed her ass off afterwards. Let's talk about the girl who saw TJ smoking a cigarette at a bar. We were hanging out on a day off in Little Rock, Arkansas, and we went to a show at Juanita's. I'm guessing we had friends playing because typically the last thing on earth you want to do on a day off of tour is to go to another show. We were quite popular in Little Rock, so the idea that a fan of ours would be out and recognize our singer was likely enough. But what she saw that night was apparently detrimental to her fandom of Bad Cities Burn. We received an email later that night that explained how she had seen us at the show and that she saw TJ smoking a cigarette. She went on to tell us how she had struggled and prayed and even cried, trying to figure out how she was going to deal with this letdown. How was she going to go on now that the singer of her favorite band was publicly using a tobacco product? The only option was to denounce her fandom and sell, yes, sell, all of the merch she had acquired over the years. I found it hilarious that she had no issue passing on the sinfully stained merchandise of As Cities Burn to someone else, as well as making money off of our beer drinking, cigarette smoking, devil worshipping, hell bound heathen asses. If she really wanted to denounce our evil ways, she would have gathered some of her youth group friends and held a prayer circle and lit a bonfire to which she would then set ablaze the tainted merchandise that was weighing so heavily on her soul. No shit. When I was in eighth or ninth grade, one of our Sunday school teachers organized a bonfire for people to come burn their secular CDs. I did attend, out of peer pressure, of course, but I only brought some shitty CDs that I didn't care about. Maybe the Ren Brands LP, well known for the Friends theme song. Smashing Pumpkins, Weezer, Bush, Oasis were safely hidden away in my CD case. Christians are weird, huh? A few years later, I saw this same girl drunk off her ass at some bar in Little Rock. We made eye contact that night. It was an awkward moment, as if the tables had turned. Here I was, judging her. She knew it, too. I don't know if hypocrite is a fair word to use. She was just young and stupid before. Then she found out how fun it was to do bad things, and probably felt pretty stupid about her email while wishing she had all those cool t-shirts in her wardrobe. This is an example of how difficult fans can make the life of a band, especially for a band that is perceived to be a Christian band. I want you to imagine how fucking difficult it is to try and fit into a thousand different people's version of Christianity. Each member of As Cities Burn differed greatly from from one to the next in regards to spirituality and theology. Sure, there was plenty of common ground, but no real way to all be 100% behind every single action, thought, or word spoken by any one member of the band. I mean, even just consider where I'm coming from as a drummer. I didn't write any of the lyrics. I quite honestly don't know what a lot of the songs are actually about, and I don't really care that much. I mean, some of the songs speak to me, for sure, but they aren't my words. I play the drums. Kids say things like, your songs changed my life, or... I didn't commit suicide because of your music. I wasn't trying to change your life. I was trying to change mine. When you gain notoriety, people start to look at you as a role model, but they do that through their own lens of what they believe a role model should be. Add religion into the mix and it intensifies exponentially. Fans have their version of Christianity many times, which has been curated by a sheltered, unrealistic worldview facilitated by their parents or their youth group pastor. Then they take this and apply it to the bands they love. When the bands fail to fit into that box, the fans feel betrayed and thus retreats into their bubble and sells or burns merchandise and CDs. We aren't talking about Michael Vick shit here. As Cities Burn was never involved in dogfighting or sex trafficking or some awful action that is universally thought to be despicable and immoral, we're talking about cussing and drinking. I could never possibly count the times that somebody has commented on Facebook saying something like, I thought you guys were Christian. This usually comes after we post a pic of all of us enjoying a beer in a pub in the UK. Or today, for instance, I posted a blog I wrote that had some evil, bad curse words in the headline and throughout the article. And since in some people's version of Christianity, cursing and drinking is no doubt a sin, as it is burns, faith is called into question. The whole fucking bands. Based on a blog I wrote, based on TJ smoking a cigarette, based on Cody writing lyrics about a relationship instead of the Lord God Almighty. I hope some of these fans have read this far into the book. I want them to read this. I need them to read this. Do you have any idea the toll this can take on a band? It's soul crushing, especially when in the case of As Cities Burn, we are being totally open and honest. There is no facade. There never has been. Go read Cody's lyrics. They are littered with references to doubting his faith in issues of sin. As Cities Burn wasn't writing praise and worship music to be sung in your bubble on Sunday morning. Every band that is even remotely associated with Christian music has dealt with this, some more than others. If you were open and honest about things, you get the brunt of it. Meanwhile, there are massive Christian bands that conceal a multitude of things to save face so they can be paraded around the churches and festivals and provide the safe entertainment for youth group kids. If somebody did an expose documentary about Christian music and the skeletons in the closet of the industry... Well, let's just say we would see some crazy fan shit go down once the youth groups found out that one of the prominent Christian singers of the last 20 years has been concealing his sexual orientation. Fans, short for fanatics. That's where the crazy comes from, I guess. It's probably unfair to the majority of music lovers, particularly those who love As Cities Burn. The awful fans stand out more than the cool ones. I'll say this. If you had made it this far into the book, you'd probably fall into that cool category. Category. Hell, even if you hate me now after reading this, you bought this thing, which means I fucking love you. Because what's the point of fans if you can't make money off of them?
0: <laughs> that, is that hard doing talking shit about fans? Like, do you feel bad? Like, the people that you're writing this stuff for are buying it and they're. You're yeah, why them even? Down.
1: I don't that, think it's that mean, but still. In the chapter, I even addressed. I was like, if you're reading this now, you're probably not even one of the people I'm talking about. Yeah. you probably would have, if you're still in that mindset right. of the type of fan I'm talking about, yeah. you would have put the book down. Well, already. it really is the like the
0: one percent or less of fans that really make things difficult. Yeah. because that's what I always say. Like, if you want to meet people at after shows, the only people that you can even meet are, you know, the people who. I mean, you can meet people right off, you get off stage. But in general, the people you're meeting that are knocking on your bus door or going here or whatever, they're the more obnoxious people. Yeah. So the nice, sweet, uh, good core of your fans. They don't even talk to you. They, yeah, they don't have the obnoxious skills it takes to require really getting at you, you yep. know, so to speak. Yep. So that's why I like doing VIP stuff or yeah. special things where people that really care, you get to spend time with them. But.
1: Well, it's like, so that's going back to what we were talking about with, being vulgar or just saying whatever I thought if I alienate some people and, uh-huh. and I when I think about long term like how do I want to write or be I was like if I alienate those people I'm better off anyway just yeah. get rid of them now yeah. and bring the people along that are actually interested in what yeah. I like to do you, anyway I, for
0: sure you like fans like you're not anti-fan of course, course not, not. Yeah, no.
1: yeah. no it's just the, I mean, they the squeaky me...
0: wheel that kind of a
1: thing yeah I like boundaries with fans. Well, every once in a while, you meet a fan that's just super fucking cool. Yeah. And, like, we went to a bar in San Francisco the other night with some fans. And they were totally normal yeah. and cool. And it was almost nice to hang out sure. with them and have a beer. But, sure, yeah.
2: I'm well, always uncomfortable because I feel like I hate that somebody would think I'm something. Mm-hmm. And then when they're acting that way, I feel like I, if I'm at all rude or short or uncaring then i've let their image down yeah of what they think i am and then i've heard him even worse like if they would just have thought this to some dude then it will be okay but yeah. otherwise now they they have an idea of who i am i'm getting the gist of who they they think i am this the and, and sometimes the questions that people ask let you know like i mean they're they're like even today We were uh, on there, and a a guy wanted us to scream on our bus during our VIP. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, probably won't do that. And he was just asking because he just thought it would be really cool. You know what I mean? But his experience with our band is our music and our band. But I have a million other things. And for me, to have Josh scream on the bus at that moment would be really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and sound weird, and I would feel awkward. Josh would feel awkward. It wouldn't be right. But the guy was just asking because why not? (laughs) He knows us as people that scream.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: It'd be the same as me going to McDonald's and asking for a burger and they're like, "Yeah,
1: I feel weird about giving you a burger." Weird about giving that burger. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, so but because the, the the people don't know if you're an introvert or you're an extrovert, all they know is your art and your art is 32 minutes every
1: couple of years yeah.
0: with 36 lines right. per on 10
1: songs. So I am a little That's bit crazy. I'm a little bit worried with the book. This is one thought I've had even though I'm happy to, that I did it and that it's out there. I'm a little bit worried of the whole idea of people now Thinking they can feel comfortable. Oh, and they will, right? Yeah, because they know me. That's right. Which they do. I say a lot of stuff, but even the act of writing the book and saying all that stuff um, isn't actually me because I'm not walking around the street acting that way. It's just it's an outlet and it's creative and I I liked writing it and I want people to know about it, but it doesn't mean. I don't know. I haven't ran into it yet because it's it's just not now, really yeah. out, and or people are buying it on tour, and I'm getting emails now and Twitter stuff, and that's all cool, and I, I, I'm glad people like it. But I hope people, I hope people get to know me enough in the book to understand the boundaries that I hope that we can <laughs> agree to. You know, like well, I don't know. I mean, I
0: guess. I mean, dare I say that that all when you put stuff out and then you have expectations put on you, um, would you say Lunsford that it can. Produce what is known as anxiety let's mm. do that yeah okay so let's catch people up to speed on on what's going on with you now as it pertains to the word anxiety we talk about we talk with Joey all the time who's not here today about his depression yeah and Toby and I don't really go that easy on him we really yeah. want him to talk about it a lot of things is very helpful we kind of understand we kind of don't
1: yeah so you're an anxiety guy yeah So what's the deal with that? All I know is that the first time I remember having anxiety was when I was, like, maybe 10 or 11. Uh And I watched a thing about Black Widows on National Geographic channel or uh, special and about what happens if you get bit by a Black Widow and all this stuff, you know. And that night, I started having, like, panic attacks and, like, uh, hyperventilating thinking that I'd been bitten by a Black Widow. Uh Uh-huh. Right, so that was the first manisfe- manis- manifestation physically of that, and then for years after that, I was always thinking i had been bit by a spider, like wow. maybe not every day, but right. a lot, and I would breathe, you know, and whatever. So I'm totally over it now. Like I'm terrified of spiders still, right. but I don't have those uh, panic attacks every or whatever anymore. anymore. Um. And then there's social anxiety, which I'm, it's kind of annoying even hearing. I feel like every fucking person is anxious now or they say they have social anxiety. Yeah, or, yeah. I don't know. Or maybe they do, you know, I don't know. It's a really hard thing to peg, but, um, uh, I, I didn't have any major problems with it, I feel like, for a long time. Uh-huh. Like, as far as like a fixated, like, oh, spiders, like, I've been bit, I'm dying type thing. Um, and then in the past few years like i've started being afraid of like throwing up yeah and feeling i was sick to my stomach and so that's been really difficult and then it's once you get going on one of those things it leads to all sorts of other things right, yeah. you know and can shut you down all Right. so that's been the thing i've been on now and then so that happened that stomach thing right happened during our show in san diego yeah five nights ago th-
0: that was a particularly uh a really particularly acute event for, yes. for for this tour and it really did involve a lot of people like yeah. you know i'm not trying to make it bigger th- I i hesitate to try to hype up the event but this was a really major event for this tour there's like 30 people on it and everybody's dependent on it and i was watching you play Your daughter was there. Your family was there. Uh, It was an important show. And you got up to, like, I thought you were going to say something to your daughter who was standing right there on the drum riser with you. And then you walked over. I said, oh, he's got to go to the bathroom. Something like that. And that was it. And you didn't come back. Yeah. And then Cody made a joke. And then Colin said something. And then all of a sudden it was like... Crazy, and then the whole the tension in the whole place was like nobody knows what's going on. And yeah. somebody said, Oh, Aaron's sick. Yeah, so I went back to look for you to see if you were sick or what was going on. And what was going on?
1: I don't know. And that honestly, this is re- even really hard to talk about right yeah. now. Uh, I don't know, I, I haven't had enough time and enough perspective to like. Think about it. I guess. I know it Let me give you another second. Ago.
0: I'll tell the rest of the story. Okay. You can think about it a second. And so I went and found you, and said, "Look, we, th- I don't, I don't know what's going on here. Are you okay? Are you physically okay? Something like that." Meanwhile, people are killing time on stage. It was, it was crazy. And I told you I said Well, I don't know what else to do, but I'm gonna pray for you. and I'm gonna give you a hug, and then you got to go. So you go back out there. We did that. You went back on stage. Four or five songs later, you're gone again. Yeah. Didn't finish the show. No. Um, I don't know if that's out there for everybody on social media or whatever. The people that were at that show I know know about it and everything.
1: They know something about it.
0: Yeah. And then after the show, we stayed around a long time and talked about it. And you you said
1: you didn't know or you didn't think you could
0: ever play drums or go on stage again. Yeah. That's what I felt like in that moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So now that's become like a new fixation. Right. And I tried to leave tour two days ago. Uh Uh-huh. Well, so I tried to leave tour in San Diego. Uh-huh. I tried to leave tour in San Francisco. I thought I was going to have another panic attack during the show in Sacramento. Yeah. And it's So what I was awful. witnessing yeah. with
0: you was a panic attack. That was, is what was going yeah, on. Yeah,
1: I think so. Yep. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. It started as a little anxiety thing, and then everything that was going on, and this whole tour, and whatever pressure that was building up, I don't know... It, when you're out of it, it sounds ridiculous to talk about it, you know, it I when think, you're well, like
0: I, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you there because yeah. I know you super well, and in a million years, I would never predict you to or expect you to or you're not dramatic it's nothing like that and you're behaving in some way that makes no sense to me and to tell you the truth, in a real way, I'm not sympathetic to it because it just doesn't make any sense yeah so the only thing I can say in that time is Aaron isn't like this, he wouldn't do this, but you're doing it. So it must be something. And that's as far as I can go to understand yeah, what something. you're going yeah. through. I do not understand it.
1: No, I don't fully understand it either. So it, the only thing I know is that it felt real. Uh huh. Whatever the, the whole idea, I can't go back out on stage. Or the I'm never playing a show again because this might happen again. So that felt real. And then, of course, the next day you come down and i played another show and it was okay so what was san diego i don't know could it i mean just
2: throwing this out there could it have been diarrhea
0: <laughs> could it have been diarrhea it wasn't
2: these are the kind of things where i can't really yeah. handle <laughs> yeah <laughs> that exactly like what matt said is i know aaron lunsford yeah and so aaron lunsford's hard-working wouldn't miss out on money, all those things. So Never for that miss out happen, on money. I know it to be real. But yeah. It, but also for me in that moment, I mean, I'll just talk about me in that moment. First of all, I mean, just like the story in your book, I was there at the worst tour time ever when you broke your femur on mm-hmm. tour. And then definitely second worst time ever. The two,
1: maybe worst, worse. That's maybe gotta potentially be potentially even
2: th- th- worse. Th- for
0: you, that's the two. Yeah. I mean, two biggest worst things, things that could happened. Happen. Yeah. I'm there
2: and I'm like, man, and I, it was so weird for me because I was like, "This is crazy." Like, it, for me, from my point of view, I really felt alive. Like, bands play shows. You yeah. go out there, <laughs> you you get to a club, you load in, you do this, this, and this. it's just like work. So you know what I mean, you go, you clock in at eight a.m. and you leave at five. You drive home, you fix dinner, you go to bed. It's the same thing. We we drive all day or whatever. Get there, and for one moment, I felt like. Holy shit yes. The norm isn't happening That's right It was and out something there Something has Something has to happen And then all of a sudden I'm on stage Singing with Cody Tom Petty songs Bill and, I, time. and Apparently I didn't even know But three times in a row I yelled to the crowd and I feel fucking alive <laughs> <laughs> well, I, so It I, was pretty
1: what's real It was funny like, In the midst of me Being in that I was in one of the dressing rooms Right off stage Like Either I locked myself in the bathroom At some point um, Or I was just like Standing there Like Trying to figure out What to do And I heard you like in the hall. You're like, man, this is live. Like this is like live TV. Like this is is real, (laughs) real and happening right now. I mean, this is crazy. (laughs) It was. It was everybody. I I mean, everybody. Like nobody nobody knew what to do. It was chaos, and all because like the drummer ran off stage. And I can't believe I did. I've never, never ever done that. Never not played a show. Never really even been that nervous before a show. Not like. Not anywhere near that. So,
2: there are probably a couple of triggers. The tour's been crazy. You haven't toured in a long time. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of pressure. Yes. All this, your family's there. Your daughter's there. I mean, all the triggers yep. that could possibly happen. You said you drank earlier that day and we're at the beach. And I, I mean, you were with your family in a beach setting, vacation setting. All of a sudden you're back at work where there is stress no matter what, even if everything's going good. There's stress. Yeah. And so, for me, the coolest damn thing about it was, I mean, seriously there was an option like like that's why i felt alive you can't leave stage and then you did like
0: hey, yeah you like, can't do I mean, that you, you, you just can't do that
2: like no matter what like
0: i, I never like, thought like, of that right go, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter like
2: i mean i just i've never thought that like, like I mean, I, and now i go wait a minute
0: anything's possible <laughs> yeah right it's like well, you could leave sta- but, I mean, that's I, fucking cool
2: yeah i mean seriously if it really gets bad or you don't like something, you can walk. It doesn't matter. Like, you, like as crazy as that seems, you, in that moment, did weigh, oh, shit, those three guys in front of me are going to be fucking losing their minds. What's going to happen? What if we lost money? What if all these thoughts, and you said, I'll still do it. There's something kind of... Cool about that, and I know I'm not. I pray to God it never happens again. I'm not making light of your anxiety. I know that. No. Was, I know you felt worse than anybody. No, nobody at that night felt worse than Aaron. Aaron Lunsford, but everybody but at felt the mo- At that moment, I was That's like, sure. "Man, I, it made me feel alive." Because I was like, "We all have to do something, and we're all here together. And it's not just going to happen. It's just the norm." And I thought, "Man, this is really crazy. Like, for sure. Wow. It I a- mean, whatever Aaron's going for, going through, maybe we can all." help out help finish the show do whatever i've video footage of the end of the show where the rest of the band's in, like in the crowd and i was like man this is awesome like yeah. it's okay that's a part of Aaron too like that's neat like you're not on stage right now the band's in a way sounds cheesy lifting the whole thing up and then what it, what you guys are doing is kind of neat there's
0: no i mean i can't remember the last time that i went to somebody and prayed for them and hugged for them on
1: on tour like that yeah. i don't
0: that's not actually normal that's not
1: normal and i it's not it the type of thing, like me and you would never just like hug and pray. Yeah, and pray, I, just like, said,
0: well, I, this, I definitely don't know what else to do. Yeah, so I didn't know what I was did. And it didn't, I didn't, I didn't it did didn't even work. Yet. No, it didn't even work because <laughs> I <laughs> went back you know out and I did. left again. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> it didn't so, even work.
1: Uh, and that's all so just to give you a sense, like that's how overwhelming it was. Yeah, like, I believe it. it I could, I when i first the second time i ran off like i was dry heaving and stuff i thought i had to throw up but i did i wasn't sick that was the point yeah i wasn't actually sick and so then i'm like behind our screen we have the video screens and nick our tour manager is out there and he's like trying to do his job and he's doing this whole you have to do this like yeah and it was not what i needed right then i don't think but he was doing this whole like You know, this think like your family, like it's on the line, you gotta rise above it. And like he just kept getting that. I was like, I I gotta get the fuck off stage, like right right now, like I gotta get out of here. Yeah, that that doesn't
0: seem like the right approach to me, but what I do, what I am interested in is what could have been done alternatively. Like, what if I came back there backstage, smacked you in the face, and dumped a bucket of ice water on your head? Which could that have helped? (laughs) Or what if Cassie would have been like started making love to you? Right, is, is that, that like, are there, like are there are there alternative things sh- shaking
2: you out of it?
1: Maybe I guess that's possible. I, you were telling me this the other day in San Francisco. you were asking like, did you talk about with Joey? Like, yeah. if you like snap him out of it somehow,
0: just do make him take a cold shower. I mean, or maybe
1: adrenaline adrenaline is real and has yeah. power over your mind and body. So. If something like if you made me do like an ice bucket challenge, because like people say, in. "Well,
0: but you got to treat this like it's a broken arm or whatever." But on some level, I don't. I mean, it is different than that. So, what your problem is is a brain state, mm-hmm. and something precipitates the brain state. So, that if you, get you can into.
1: introduce a factor to alter this, I don't, know.
3: The I don't brain know. But here
0: is what I am saying: I am not blaming people for the the brain state they have because it is insane. Like I understand it's it real, real at the time. However, I know it gets that way. For reasons. Yeah. There's actual things that happen that are mental that that precipitate it. Well you can't get So out I can out of it. only like, you're imagine there there's the ways drums. to get out of it.
2: You're sitting there playing the drums going, Oh, I'm feeling this way. Oh no, I'm really feeling this way. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, this is real. Oh my gosh. It's a oh, loop. My God. I can't catch my breath,
1: whatever it might be. So it, it- No, keep going. Let's like relive it. <laughs> like I'm not like getting nervous right now at all. There's we have the A C off and it's like well, you luckily tonight. <laughs> luckily
2: tonight, show's gonna be shitty. There's no, I mean, nobody <laughs> no gives pressure. a shit. So there's zero pressure tonight. But I, I would say for me, I do think like that, that is what's so hard to understand about this is I know Aaron Lunsford, and to see this happening, I go, well, this is at least real. So at least I hope. You find some comfort. Everybody on tour thought, "Well, this is real. This dude wouldn't do this otherwise." Just you know to what get I mean? out Like, like, like the same thing is if, yeah. you, if you had broken your arm or femur or whatever it be. Well, of course he has to. St- I mean, everybody knows you wouldn't bail just to bail. Like, you're not uh, a loser, or you don't care about your band or your family but, or anything. But like how that, do you so.
0: want to be treated in that moment? Is there a way?
2: Like, you
1: almost don't I mean, want to. You 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 know. I remember we were sitting back there talking and. Uh, for whatever reason, you did a good job, and I think it's because you're so pragmatic, and uh, you always talk about like your lack of emotion. Kind of, right you all. were just kind of. You would ask a question in a way of like, "Oh, let me see if I can just figure this out." Yeah, like you were just. It was almost like you were curious to figure it I out. I was very you were curious. concerned. I was concerned, I'm but you were curious just curious, well. or like, "Well, maybe I can help by just figuring it out." Almost like therapy.
0: I was hoping that that would help you explore it. And but so I was exploring Anytime it, somebody all. walked
1: in the room and talked about emotions and yeah. what that don't worry about right. it like is off. It's okay oh, or we need right. you or you better
0: do it. that's all awful, bad.
1: Awful yeah. awful awful. Well, I, I didn't really want to talk helpful to anybody a little bit,
0: but I'm just saying if you could have said in that moment what you do want response from people. What would that be for somebody with uh, in a panic attack? What is the way that person would want to be treated? That to me is very interesting.
1: Uh Left alone, Yeah, like, silence. I'm not
0: willing to do that, though. No,
1: I know. It it depends on the person, too. Like, if Cassie had been there, like, in that situation, like, I remember being in the bathroom and thinking, where the fuck is Cassie? Really? Yeah, yeah, I thought that. I thought, I need my wife right now. Like, I need her just to, like, put her hand, not even say anything, but just, like, be there. And... I mean, not like to her fault that she wasn't there. Nobody yeah. knew what the fuck to do. So, but I, we talked that night like a long time. We got a hotel that night and talked and everything. And she knew from the beginning, the first time I ran off stage, she was like, oh, th- this is happening. Yeah. Panic attack. Yeah. This is not good. So.
0: She, But she seemed to want to stay away from it to not add to it, though. Yeah. I think well, tactically she was thinking, I don't want to bring the kids into yeah, it. I don't yeah, want to bring yeah. wife pressures. She stayed backstage That and was, was just probably really the calm. right thing. Yeah.
1: It, you, I don't think she could have predicted, it unless I had asked for her. But, um, no, that was probably the right thing to just let me be. Because you're not – there's no – I don't know. There's no good explanation. I don't know if, like, after this tour, if, like, I'll go get therapy or – medicine or i mean it's kind of a bottom in the whole thing of Uh dealing with anxiety and mental whatever it's definitely the worst yeah for sure that i've ever been and it's scary as fuck because i don't know if i'm gonna like in a couple hours like i don't know if i'm gonna feel that way again so i don't know what do you think i should do toby
0: i mean i don't (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) everything
1: all right um
2: so What do I think you should do? Quit my band. No, Get a job. I mean, the number one thing I think is you probably want to take a – you're probably pretty sure you want to take a break from touring and stuff, right? Well, it's weird just being
1: thrown back out here in this bus and, like, big guarantees, money, you know? But also – I thought I wanted all that, and I don't even know – I don't know if I do. Well, the interesting
2: thing to me about everything is – and you might be different, and I might be wrong – It feels like you are a drummer, and I think you're a really great drummer, and that's like where your wheelhouse is, or something you know. You know what I mean? Like when it's like something that you're good at, and you can turn to, and not even try that hard, and you're going to be pretty good at it. And that's what's weird that it would attack your your mentality would attack there. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like that that's what almost makes me whenever I think about. Stuff that gets people and makes us, you know, tries to ruin us or whatever our own selves, even like that's what's weird is, why not a panic attack just in your bunk watching a movie or something? Why the thing that you might actually really love or are really are good at, uh, you know, why did it attack you there? Seems cruel. Yeah, and it it's almost because that would that would devastate you the most. Yeah, you mean if you had a panic attack at. 2 p.m. in the afternoon in your bunk watching a movie, it would have been bad and it'd been crazy, but you'd have been like, okay, maybe I drank too much the night before or whatever. You could have talked it off. But I mean, being on stage now, your thought is it's going to happen again. Wait, the yeah. thing that that I really enjoy doing. What happens if it happens again? Yeah, and that's what sucks. That's what that's that's where I'm like, shit. That that is the tough part because the truth is, it, it's that's almost even arbitrary whether it happens or not doesn't necessarily matter. The truth would be what would be better is. Do you love drumming? And if mm-hmm. so, then just love drumming. And if if you can't, if you going to drum for ten minutes tonight, you only drum for ten minutes tonight. But if you love drumming, just that's what that's what you love, or that's what you're good at. I mean, I mean, maybe that some people are great at plumbing, or some people are great at roofing, or being a politician, or whatever. You are a really good drummer, and you're great at it. So if you only do it for one minute tonight, well, enjoy that, and then fucking go off the deep end. That I I I can go there. I mean, I actually can't. I think that's okay. But, I mean, I hate that something would make you go, well, I don't know if I want to do the thing that I want to do. Yeah. Like that part. At least just, I mean, maybe you can go back there. But it, I thought overall, it, seeing you this way, I know the the most thing is that makes it understandable is the person that hates you the most is Aaron Lunsford. Mm-hmm. Nobody else can so even come that close must to be how tough that is
0: for about- you know mental illness is difficult it is to understand or whatever I, I mean I'm sympathetic in the moment because I see Joey act the way he acts I think it's really dumb but yeah. I don't think he would choose to do that but I am very keenly interested in what call, what brings it on and what patterns are there kind of thing so I, I am not satisfied to say you're born that way or you have this. I'm I yeah. am not satisfied with that. I, I actually believe, I don't know if therapy is this or whatever. But I think there's ways and patterns that you have that contribute to where you're at. Yeah. In I the agree. moment you are, it is what it is. But for the record, I do believe there's a million layers of the onion and your thought process and your background, and your environment that, ultimately precipitate where you wind up well i think even a little bit i don't know what to do about that
1: like i genuinely think just physical health definitely contributes to some things like just being out of shape or like on i mean on tour we drink a lot and definitely you know it's just you're away
2: from your family you're away from the norm it's not a good schedule you can kind of do whatever you want during the day and there's no wife or kids to to hold you accountable. And
1: I, I mean, we haven't done that in a long time either, right. like yep. full time. Totally. So I think all the things are triggered. Yeah, man. it's just a lot. I mean, this specifically was just a lot. Yep. Anxiety as a whole on a big level in my yep. life. I don't know. Like, Well, all, all it really is is
0: I think is worthwhile and valuable because I, n- no answers here. That's not it. I'm just interested in talking about it with you t- tonight. But I know. So many people that deal with similar situations or, or, yeah. or whatever, and most of it is private. Most of it is not on stage in a House of Blues. That's crazy, um, where other people depend on you, but I do think other people will, uh, man, I wish I could think of another word other than resonate, but other people will resonate with you, and I think that's all, one of the main things we do on the show is we say things that other people can simply identify with. Yeah. I, and there's no answers or solutions here or anything, but... You know, thank you for being willing to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, now yeah. people
1: are going to want to talk to me about it. No, and don't. I don't don't talk mess to them with
0: about
1: it. Well, leave wanna, alone. I don't want to talk no, to them. No, but about
0: I mean, it.
2: I think that you're... I know what you're saying, but your view on it might could be pretty helpful to somebody.
1: <laughs> Maybe. I think I need some. Like, I know you
2: don't like that, but I mean, it, it, I don't. I think the most underrated thing about you that you don't understand or see about yourself is it's really easy to be around you and talk to you. Like, that's the thing that people think is really valuable. Like. That is true. People go, well, shit. I can talk to Aaron. Like that, that's cool. I, I see it on tour all the time. Like, I mean, with all these, your your crazy band, they can talk to Aaron. You're probably the guy they go to.
3: That's, so that's, that's, why that's call- not unique. Well, that's-
2: or just a just a coincidence. I mean, it's it that it's because you have a. This sounds so Christian. A gift, like you can listen and talk, and just it, people don't feel they can get they can dump everything and not feel like you're going to tell them what to do even. That's kind of cool.
1: Thanks, Toby.
2: I really do believe that. Like, I, I mean, seriously, like, I, I know I can talk to you probably about anything, and you might not have a good answer, and you will listen, and you might say something, and we'll just have a good time. So I think that's a really, really valuable thing. And so I wouldn't discount somebody that's in your exact situation saying, hey, I just, yeah, you know, I do this or whatever. But I know that boundaries and stuff would be – Yeah, you don't, want, you don't want a billion people coming up to you saying – i had to walk off stage <laughs> 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 i had to walk out of the the, the metal plant
0: that I worked at today because that's what you'll get you get a lot of people saying hey man i was like i, was, wa- I, I was stocking at walmart and i just had to get out of there yeah <laughs> that's what you <laughs> anyway thank you for being transparent in your book thank you for being our buddy thank yep. you for talking about this today toby can we do a news story before yes. we get out of here just to make it a normal yep. episode a little bit yep let's do this all right
2: Matt, kick the music
0: Do you need me to be like Joey and ruin it?
2: You already have. You already have. My God. It's just, I mean. Let's
0: try to have one story. I'm trying to have a
2: damn news without Joey. This is Toby and this is the damn news. Thanks a lot for ruining it, Aaron. I guess I. Never mind. (laughs) 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 All right my first news story and here's the problem I'm trying to use I'm on I'm I'm mobile today guys he's on his mobile device alright I'm mobile and I'm trying to find my news segments and some of them are kind of uh, shady and hard to understand so uh, Matt you might have to cut out here for one second alright hold on
1: why don't you ever use CNN or something well this one well look that, it's always know. Yahoo or the Yahoo is junk news and Huff, H- yeah and Huffington Post is all bullshit it's- all right here we go this comes from people
2: <laughs> one of the most respected news sites of this or any generation and i thought this was kind of interesting because we all like miller light well matt you're kind of more of a cool i like miller or, i like course but, but i like, like bud A um, 110 year old woman credits longevity to miller high life She's 110 like years life. old sweet looking lady If you want to live as long as Agnes Fenton, which my daughter's, my last, one of my daughter's middle names is Agnes. I love that name. Cool. You're going to have to make some lifestyle changes, namely adding Miller High Life, not Miller Life, Miller High Life to your diet. If you already drink uh, Miller High Life on a daily basis, this may be the first time someone's ever told me, told you that you're on the right track. The Englewood, New Jersey woman who turned 120. The Inglewood, New Jersey woman who turned 110 years old on Saturday spoke with a record about being a super centurion and reflected on the art of aging gracefully. After all, she's basically a lifestyle guru. Fenton told ABC uh, in 2005 that she drank three beers and a whiskey every single day. For over seventy years, on her <laughs> on her doctor's recommendation, he said Agnes. She you, might have got the doctor's note wrong there. She, I know. Have, she said he said Agnes, you must drink three Miller High Lifes a day. Fenton recalled. <laughs> Sadly, her caregivers have recently discouraged her from drinking alcohol, as she no longer eats as much food as she used to. So basically, this lady thinks that her doctor told her high life is the way to go you yep. need to drink three of those and she's 110 so even if she's wrong yeah something's working yeah no, now, now yeah. matt
0: you thought you don't think it's
2: anything to do with alcohol and you think it's just genetics she got lucky
0: well genetics are a big deal they truly are there's a ton of people that that would have killed at 60 tons of people that would have killed at 60 it wouldn't kill her it, but it also didn't contribute to her longevity Specifically So that's you the problem uh, No,
2: but I mean Is there not a way That the
0: beer No or, I mean No, no Her the, routine helped No, her. no That's the problem With people People look for patterns People take biases They want to take An anecdotal Single thing And they want to Translate that to them And guess what They select the one That they like So you know how much You like Miller High Life You're yes. very susceptible To this news story And you're very susceptible To <sighs> believe That that would be Helpful for you You're hurting my feelings But it will kill you
2: don't it's not do yet. That. It will kill you. It's not yet.
0: Now, I know. <laughs> no, but you would have said the same thing to Agnes. I know, but she's different. It didn't than kill me. her. No, it's not going to kill Why her. Why is
2: she different than me? You don't know that.
0: I know, but the transference you you're trying to make that. is 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 not valid. So, people are looking for the thing that they want this confirmation bias is what that's called, where the thing that you <laughs> like. Oh, I found somebody that said I used the, this essential oil right vegan and i got whatever it is you're looking for the thing that confirms what you want to see yeah but so i mean gonna i'm gonna go those.
2: one i'm gonna i'm gonna one up you here and there's a family member said don't do that hollering and screaming the music it ain't gonna uh-huh. work yeah don't call me when you fail yeah i said no i'm gonna do this right and it worked
0: yes and almost everybody else that tried that failed not agnes not me right but everybody else failed what and somebody- some of them died and some of their screamo bands failed Lunsford, has anybody
2: told you not to do something? You did it, and it worked out. Mm, How many people told you not to do your first? (laughs) They were always right. (laughs) They were right. (laughs) Aaron, don't do that. Don't
1: do it. Well, that's the problem. Nobody told me not to do that first marriage. They all just let it happen. (laughs) Now here we are. Listen, you do the fucking news. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that was that whole exchange there was so stupid. What do you mean, Dagummit? I mean. I can't believe I, When you started telling me I was like Where are they even Going to go with this She drank beer And you drink beer No yeah. I know And but then I weighed in on, I know, are, gonna you're weigh in on confirmation bias That's you're saying to weigh in You are geriatric this. people No I'm just like can't I, believe Y'all weighed in but For so I, long I, on I that. weighed
0: in on it And brought value And wisdom to the internet yeah. That
1: way So that's I'm mad at you now Like
0: he told the truth And then I added wisdom That's a good You're form. drinking
2: a beer Right Is now It might be saving your life <laughs> all right, another one. This is
0: the last one. We're this, good on time. We've got to be on stage very soon. we got to go. Oh, well, we can then mm-hmm. cut no, us off. Do, right. do another one. All right, this, I got some this more this wisdom goes, to drop. Hopefully, this is you tell the truth and I'll Here we go. weigh this, in. This It'll is be perfect good. for
2: Aaron, who's a raging Republican. <laughs> 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 this, is, this is from Sean Liebernight, a roving reporter. Republican protected traditional marriage before cheating on his wife. By hiding it with a gay sex hoax.
0: You interested? I'm very interested. All right, go.
2: The only thing worse for a man than an extramarital affair with a woman is an extramarital affair with another man. At least that's what Republican State Representative Todd Courser of Michigan was thinking when he schemed to distribute an email alleging he had sex with a man to cover up his affair with fellow Republican and State Representative Cindy oh, Gamrat. Whoa. It will make anything else that comes out after that that isn't a video mundane and tame by con- comparison, Courser told his aide Ben Graham, who secretly recorded his boss before getting fired for refusing to send the email. Courser and Gramat have both declined to discuss whether the firing of the aides of their staff had anything to do with this relationship or cover-up. So basically, this guy goes, well, I'm going to get caught for cheating on my wife with a woman. I'll, I'll send this stuff out that I had gay sex, and that'll blow up. And then maybe I can even deny it and say that never happened, and everybody will forget about the, the right. one fooling around with a woman. So the, the thing that I think is all politicians are liars, no matter what, and Aaron, are you a Republican?
1: Mm, no, I'm not. What are you? Libertarian, I guess. Well, I am. I mean, you care about politics? Yeah, I do, but I've tried to care less because uh, there's no point, really. I used to talk about. Don't you all, you think the, they're internet. all the same? Uh, yeah, yeah. Most, yeah, yeah mostly, mostly. Yeah. not much different. No, there's definitely no difference between the Republican and Democrat parties. But right, like Chris, our guitar players, like getting all in this Bernie Sanders guy. Yeah, right. right. And I was like, "Ah, he whatever. And Chris was like, well, I mean, what don't you like him? I was like, what do you like about him? Tell me one thing that you like about him. He's like, well, I don't really know a lot about him, but he seems like a man for the people. (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck are you even talking about? Right. A man for the people? So I am a libertarian, which just means I uh, fuck everything. Yeah, leave us alone. Leave. uh, Right. Yeah. I'm politically agnostic.
0: I know. We've talked about this. Which is... Maybe similar to libertarian. That's what what I've
1: said. You are a libertarian. You just don't like to claim it. I'm trying
0: to prove an even stronger point that you can't know anything. Your position and your things that you gathered from the people that you follow on Facebook, the people that you are hanging around, or the news sites you choose to listen to, that's unbelievably useless, biased, maybe even false. So even when you think you're informed, you still don't know anything. So just like people say, the agnostics say about God, like there may be a God, there may be a right thing, you can't know it, you just can't know it. I could go research, I could spend six hours 60 hours right. six years i'm i'm just going to consume some stuff and there's a million other things that would contradict that so how would how would you expect to actually be an informed person and does it even really matter and the answer is no yeah i've, no, I've no. seen a million good things happen under every po- po- politician a million bad things there's a the bush there's the obama there's a the clinton every time i go to best buy it's always full of people buying tvs Everything seems the same to me. Right. I've been in a band for fifteen years. People buy tickets, they come to shows. Seems normal to me. Yeah. I can't tell any difference in anything. Nothing's different. I've seen it all. Nothing's different. You can't know anything politically agnostic. Moving on,
2: one interesting thing is both of these people that cheated on each other, cheated with, with each, other each other on their spouses, who had, and they have kids, uh, are both strong Christians and they are for traditional marriage. <laughs> they're losing their minds over the ruling from, yeah. you know, the the gay marriage ruling. They said they haven actually one of them wrote, "We are living in the last days," and and it was the saddest day. And they're trying to get all kinds of. They said they. The government is trampling on the people and the ramifications are going to be unbelievable and it's devastating to our country, but they're cheating on their spouses. They are super in support of traditional marriage, male and female, but they are cheating and trying to stop right. gay people from being married, and it, that is the thing that gets me the most: politics and Christianity wrapped up like if you're a Republican, you're a Christian or something. That makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah, it's pretty stupid, Th- like Fox News or whatever. That you, hey, that's the truth, and they're because they're about the truth and God, and all that. it's it's the most bullshit lie, and Christians have fallen for it completely. That a guy is got your best interest for for Christ, he's yeah. just doing that to get the votes. It sounds great. For the Republicans with his Christian wheelhouse people constituency to say, yeah, I'm a, I'm for traditional marriage. That guy doesn't care. He cheated on his wife. He doesn't care about me. Well, marriage. they're all just yeah. trying
1: to get the votes. Whether it's being the Christian or being the, you know, I want to give you stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, the man of the people thing. That's all they care about. Anyway. She all right. Votes. That's
2: the news with damn, The damn news. That's the damn with news. With damn Toby. Well, wow, we got to get out of here. Job. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. I feel like I wish you would have respected my news a little bit more. Um, So tonight, I know even now playing drums is kind of tough, but I will be loudly booing you. (laughs) 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 I'm going to be in the crowd booing really loud, mainly just saying, Lunsford, you suck. Get off the stage. Quit. Why aren't you off the stage yet? Quit. 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 I dare you. I dare you. I dare you. Quit. (laughs)
1: I'm all right with that, cause everybody's been kind of, they keep convincing me to stay on tour, and I just want somebody to say, yeah, just go home. Just doodly. Just get out of here. know hey, you, you're right. Yeah. Just get out of here.